Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, LSM radio.org. Now, here's our show today. Both Romans and Galatians in the New Testament talk about being led by the Spirit. Well, it's safe to say that all serious Christians desire the Lord's leading But to be led by the Spirit is not that easy, because the Spirit is abstract, even obscure to us at times, and most often we find ourselves not really under His leading at all, but wandering somewhat aimlessly, trying to find Him. There is a wonderful picture of being led by the Spirit that we can learn something from in the Old Testament book of Numbers. It's here that the Lord led His people, Israel, through the wilderness by means of being a visible cloud to them during the day and by being a cloud of fire at night. Well, we'll see just what this cloud and fire mean to us as believers on our program today. Ron Kangas joins us once again for another life study from the book of Numbers. Ron, welcome back to the program. It's always good to fellowship with you, Chris, especially the riches and the word related to God's economy. You know, Ron... uh, I like the picture in chapter 9 of Numbers. We refer to it in our opening segment today. But let me read a couple of these verses. Beginning verse 15, it says, And on the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. And in the evening, it was like the appearance of fire over the tabernacle until morning. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tent... Then after that, the children of Israel set out, and in the place where the clouds settled, there the children of Israel encamped. It seems to me, Ron, this is a good pattern, even for us. They were not at liberty, were they, just to uh, up and move whenever they had a sensation or a feeling that it was appropriate? They certainly did not have this liberty. And, 
A fundamental reason that they did not was that they had been formed under God's administration into an army. And they were moving as a corporate unit, not at their discretion, not according to any individual's feeling or mood, but according to God's direct guidance. Unfortunately, in the land of the free, which freedom we cherish politically, God's people seem to feel free to come and go according to their preference, according to their feeling. This may indicate at least two things, according to my consideration. One is that they're not an army. Rather, they're moving as individuals. Another consideration is that there may not be the guidance of God that is so easily claimed. So we can all be instructed through the types to learn something and how to follow the Lord genuinely as he becomes the very leading and guidance for us. Ron, this passage uh, with these two very vivid pictures, the cloud by day and the fire by night, uh, are types and pictures. And we're going to see in this first segment that the cloud is really related to the Spirit. Let's go to Witness Lee. God's people have a guide. And the guide, you have to realize, is just God himself. But when God came to be our Redeemer, He came in the type of a lamb. He was a lamb to take up our sins. But when God came to be our guidance, He came as the cloud. The cloud signifying God in the sense of God's presence, when you see the cloud, you realize the cloud is the presence of God. So the cloud signifying God means what? Means God's presence. When God's presence remains, the children of Israel stayed. When the cloud raised up, that was a kind sign to the children of Israel that God was ready to move. And then they have to be ready to move. So when the cloud sets out, then Israel followed. So the guidance, first of all, was God himself. God himself in the form of the cloud. Now today, how do we interpret this? And how do we apply this? Well, we all know, all Christians should always follow the Spirit. But the cloud is somewhat visible. But the Spirit is altogether invisible. So to me, the cloud is somewhat concrete. And the Spirit is altogether abstract. When the children of Israel saw the cloud, they knew that God was there. And today, could you see the Spirit? By what do you know that God is with you? By what? You have a sign of God's presence. Quite often, it seems to us, we don't have the cloud. We just don't have the cloud. No sign of any rain. No sign there would be any kind of water. Dried up. What shall we do? 
you have to realize that is a strong sign. You are wrong with God. You are either wrong in a position or wrong in something else. So what? So, not just to pray in a general way. You have to confess. You know, Ron, it always amazes me in this ministry how these pictures in the Old Testament just open up so vividly, you know, things that help us in our own walk with the Lord. Uh, If the cloud here typifies the Spirit, then it does seem that the children of Israel had at least one advantage over us. The cloud was very visible, in a sense tangible, but we know the Spirit is not so visible. In fact, it's invisible. How can we learn to follow this invisible cloud? I'd like to comment on that, but allow me to make a little remark on their advantage. Ah. (laughs) Because they were in the age of type, they were in the age of physical things. So they had the advantage of seeing an actual cloud. The disadvantage was they did not have the reality of that. Our supposed disadvantage is that we don't have outward physical visible things. We have the spirit And the spirit is the reality, but we have to admit that the spirit is abstract and invisible. So we're saying, based upon the opening of the word we've just received, that the reality of the cloud is the spirit. However, we can't see the spirit. Strictly speaking, we can't feel the spirit in any physical or psychological sense then how can we tell where the cloud is and where the cloud is moving? For this, we need to give some consideration to the further significance of the cloud, that it suggests rain and very often turns into rain, and the rain becomes the water to to water the earth. So how do we know that we're following the cloud? We can learn to know this by the sense that we're touching the water, the flow of the spirit, the bubbling up of the fountain that becomes the spring within our being. Since the cloud is related to water and the spirit is related to God flowing, we can begin to have a sense, and this is something we have to learn through experience, We can sense the spirit as the cloud by experiencing the spirit as the flowing river. So allow me to say in in all transparency that even as we're fellowshipping, I have the sense that the cloud is here and that the spirit is flowing. We can't see the spirit. We can't touch the spirit in a physical sense. But I'm pretty sure we're quite close to the spirit as the cloud because the water seems to be here in a very refreshing way. Don't you feel? I have the same sense, Ron. But I have to confess there are many times when I don't have this sense. I think all of our viewers know those periods as well. Then the question becomes, how do we find the cloud again once it seems to have evaporated? Well, that's the subject of our next segment. Why don't we go back to Witness Lee? Many times when you go to the Lord for the dryness to pray, you just don't know what is wrong with you. You don't have any 
clear sensation that in heart you are wrong, then you have to grope. By groping, you confess from this angle. Then you confess from the other angle. You confess from the third angle. You confess your mistakes, your wrongdoings, your shortcomings, and your defects, even some kind of a lustful desire. Uh, from many directions, you have to confess. Until in your prayer, your feeling reaches something. When your feeling reaches something, the cloud is there. The cloud is there. Then by that, you know the Lord's leading. You have to go to God to adjust your spirit. Something in you, something in your spirit is wrong. If there's something wrong, and the Lord has a purpose to uh, teach you to learn His way, quite often He would not be so quick to let you know in what you are wrong. He leaves you in a puzzle for quite a time. Sometimes, I must tell you, the Lord has a deep lesson for you to learn. The Lord will train you with three days, five days, even more than one week. Then, one day, you will reach the point you could uh, either touch the rain or you could see the cloud. Today, we don't have the cloud. We have the actual spirit within us. It is true, Ron. We've all been uh, in this place. We can't seem to find the Lord. We can't find His leading. We're in the groping. I think our tendency when we get into such a condition or a state is to think that, well, we have brought this on ourselves and to a degree from what he just said, that's true. But also the Lord uses this to lead us and train us, doesn't he? He definitely does. And this is not an elementary or a superficial uh, lesson from the Lord. I appreciate the honesty in the segment that we just saw and the believer's honesty to admit that they're not sure where the Lord is. They're not certain of his presence or of his guiding. What alarms me is when believers habitually exhibit such confidence that they know this and they know that and they're dead certain, which may be what they are. Certainly dead, right? Or dead certain. But here we have to admit there are times when um, we just don't know where the Lord is. And we may be dry and we don't have the sense of his presence. And we shouldn't be passive, just waiting for the cloud to return. If we're lovers and seekers of the Lord, we should pursue him. The Psalms speak of our spirit making diligent search after the Lord. We should exercise in whatever light we have, confess whatever we're conscious of. And this way, the Lord teaches us not only to distrust ourselves, but to rely on him and to appreciate him and to learn not to be loose in our living concerning those things which cause us to lose the enjoyment of his presence. This word and this matter are for the real seekers the real, honest, sincere believers that are not pretending, that want the reality, that want the cloud. And we rejoice when we sense the river flowing.
again. It's so precious. It really is. We have one more segment, Ron. This segment is going to focus, and I think I'll go back and take a look at the verse we opened with today, verse 15. Because not only did the Lord maintain a presence with the children of Israel as a cloud that could be seen by day, but there is a nighttime in the Christian life as well. Uh, But that's covered here too. It says, And on the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. And in the evening, it was like the appearance of fire over the tabernacle until morning. Let's have fellowship about the fire, Ron. First with Witness Lee. The cloud was overshadowing the tabernacle. The cloud also overshadowed the people encamping around the tabernacle. God overshadowed the whole people. So, on this earth, there's an array. Above this array, there is an overshadowing cloud. Such a thing standing there gives the whole universe a miracle. An indication that there is something on this earth for God. From the uh, first day when the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud came. That means God came to overshadow it with all the people around it. At evening and at night, the cloud bore the appearance of fire. This is quite strange. In the day, it was a cloud. In the night, it was a fire. Could you explain to me? In typology, the cloud signifies the spirit and the fire signifying the word. When we have the clear sky in our spiritual life, we have the feeling of the presence of the spirit. But quite often in our spiritual life, we are not in the day, but in the night. Then, hallelujah, the Spirit becomes the Word to us. This is a strong proof again that the Spirit is the Word. Not only the Word is the Spirit, but also the Spirit is the Word. The cloud is the fire. The overshadowing element becomes the shining essence. So we have today the Holy Spirit as a cloud, and we have also the Holy Word as the fire. Cloud overshadows, fire shines. You know, listening to his speaking this time, one thing struck me. The fire and the cloud were not two different things, were they? The fire was the cloud, but appearing in a different fashion in the nighttime. And he connected it here to the word as opposed to the more subjective experience we were talking about a, a little while ago of the spirit. How do we see the fire here, Ron, depicting the word? When we are spiritually speaking uh, in the nighttime, we need something bright, something shining, actually something burning. And that bright, shining, burning essence we may call The spirit word. I use the expression spirit word because according to the scriptures, the word and the spirit are one. And the spirit is embodied in the word and the word is spirit and life. That's the Lord's own word. So when we are seeking the Lord during a nighttime when 
the Lord doesn't expect us to see the cloud. You simply can't sense it. We come to the scriptures and focus our whole being and read with our mind, with our heart turned and open and exercised to love the Lord. And with the exercise of our spirit, the word becomes the spirit. Or we may say we touch the spirit in the word. When we touch the spirit in the word, the spirit who is the cloud becomes the spirit who is the fire. And that brightens our pathway. And this is a genuine shining of the Lord in our being. And that becomes the Lord's living, sure, marvelous guidance for us. So by day, we have the cloud. By night, we have the fire. Both the cloud and the fire are God as the Spirit in different forms. The Lord knows when we need the cloud and when we need the fire. We thank him that in his grace, we are becoming in Christ the people of the cloud and the people of the fire, following him as his army, caring for his interests and fighting for his kingdom. I uh, opened the program today, Ron, saying that the children of Israel had a kind of an advantage and you, uh, in a kind and fatherly way, adjusted me. And now I think we all realize that really the advantage is ours. We have the Lord's leading, not in a miraculous outward way, but really as his very presence, his person leading us through daytime and nighttime. It's been a wonderful fellowship, Ron. It has, and this modifier, fatherly, I'll just leave there for a while. I appreciate the spirit. I didn't, which it was given. <laughs> I didn't mean to imply a distinct uh, difference in age, but uh, I, I did appreciate your, uh, your, your loving corrections. Well, thank the Lord for His grace. We are out of time. Before we go, let me point out the printed Life Study messages that we, uh, we have that accompany these programs. Um, these volumes are priceless. If you enjoy the kind of ministry and unveiling of God's Word that we're able to provide in these programs, we would particularly like to see you get a copy of the printed messages. Ron? Please join us again very soon. Love to have you back. I say amen. And thank you for listening today. Let me point out our toll-free number. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Of course, you can contact us with your comments, your questions, and to find out about the printed material that we have. Those of you who take time to contact us, our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And you can send email to us to radio at lsm.org. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, 
Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America, and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening. Does prayer really work? These all continued steadfastly with one accord in prayer, together with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Before the Lord's death, the disciples had no interest in praying for spiritual things. Rather, they contended among themselves as to which of them was considered to be greatest. But after the Lord's resurrection and ascension, their spiritual condition changed radically. They were burdened to continue steadfastly with one accord in prayer. This is a strong sign and proof that they had received the indwelling spirit of life on the day of the Lord's resurrection. Scripture, Acts 1.14, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.